Hey everyone, welcome back to our fourth episode of The Unwanted Critics, where we're breaking down and analyzing uh, each episode of the HBO Max original series, The Last of Us. Um, Zach, how'd you feel about this, this episode? I liked it. I think it was more of like a gameplay episode, to be honest, than like the past three episodes, if that makes sense. Like the third episode, that was more of like a just like get to know the characters, mm-hmm. kind of like I get attached to them, you know. But this one felt more like a gameplay. Like I was actually playing the game. It felt yeah, like. I agree. It's it's much less. There's definitely some story in it, but it's a little less story driven, and mm-hmm. it's like very action oriented. Um, I enjoyed it as well, but I don't think it's one of my favorite episodes. But I did like it. Um, but yeah, let's jump straight into it. Um, we open with Ellie in the bathroom with the gun that she got from Frank. Um, and their house and she's uh looking in the mirror holding it with one hand and um just getting uh really in the in the zone right she's acting like she knows how to how to use it how to hold it and honestly i feel like there's some um like little tidbits that point to point out the fact that she's familiar with the gun a little bit yeah because like she understands how to take the magazine out um, she ejected the shell that was loaded in the chamber mm-hmm. and picked it up and put it back in the magazine and all this stuff. So I think she's, like, we can tell she's a little familiar. She had some kind of, like... Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, like, a little thing uh, to notice is maybe mirrors aren't an easy thing to come by anymore in yeah. this apocalypse-type environment. And so I think it may not have been so much that, oh, she has a gun. Like, I'm sure that was a lot of it. But I think some of it, too, was like, oh, my goodness, like, I, I have a mirror and I can look at myself with a gun in the mirror. I just thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then we see she leaves the gas station and Joel is outside siphoning gas uh, out of um, these abandoned cars, which is kind of a nod to the game because there's a moment where Bill actually is uh, showing Joel that you can do that, that you can siphon gas out of um, these old abandoned cars because there's still so much left. Um, and then uh, as they begin to leave there, um, Joel tells Ellie not to go anywhere and she's like, okay, but you asked for this. And she takes out something that is also from the game, her book called No, no Pun Intended Volume 2, and it's spelled like T-O-O, <laughs> um, which it's like exactly from the game. The cover of the book is identical to the cover of the book in the game. Um, And uh, she even, the first joke she reads out of the book in the show is the first joke that she reads out of the book in the game. Um, So that's kind of cool. Um, And like she continues to do that throughout the game. Um, And also we see her continue to do that throughout this episode. and I think it's a fun little way that we can see Ellie trying to, like, in my opinion, I think she's slowly trying to build this relationship with Joel. Like, yeah. she recognizes the situation she's in, so she's trying to make the best of it. She's trying to get through him because he's mm. just so, like, hardened heart right now. He's yeah. just, he does not want to, like, connect with her, but he's doing, she's doing that to connect with him so yeah. she can, he can open up to her. I think Joel is very aware of the dangers of love. Uh, like with him and Ellie specifically because he knows his past with his child uh, and then also seeing that in her 
I don't think he wants to get to a point where he's caring deeply for Ellie. And again, he just lost Tess two yeah. episodes ago, so yep. he's just losing. It just feels like he's lost everything. Yeah. So he doesn't want to lose something else. Yeah. So then we see them move into back into the truck, and they start their road trip. Um, and the first thing that she pulls out, which is also uh, like scene by scene, word for word, identical to the game, is Ellie pulls out this gay porn magazine. And, like, every word that she says in the show is identical to the video game. Yeah, you why know, are the pages stuck yeah. together? <laughs> <laughs> she says all this stuff, and then she throws it out the window. And in the game, when she throws it out the window, that's kind of served as, like, a transition to show that they're heading towards Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but in the show, they're heading towards what we discover is Kansas City. Um, and so um, there's some uh, more scenes where they're road tripping. We see them pass an amusement park. Um, which is a real amusement park um, near Kansas City called the Worlds of Fun. Um, and the roller coaster they passed was called the Mamba. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see things like that still standing, um, but uh, definitely like eroding and uh, getting old. Um, and then they passed some herding bison, um, which I think is kind of a cool little throwback to like history in itself because like for yeah. the longest time, bison have been like, so close to extinction extinction because of how much they were heavily hunted and now that humans have been you know, yeah extinct. people are like dying a lot now and so the bison years. are bison are big chilling man um <laughs> but uh then they also like you said in the last episode they pass uh, a loves gas station sign with an arby's connected to it i loved seeing the arby's sign i was like oh bill and frank yeah exactly a little call back to frank and their uh, uh with bill and their conversation and then they also um pass a train that's on these tracks that's up in the air um and the middle of the track is like exploded it almost reminds me of like all the cartoons or like yeah uh like in toy story i can't remember which toy one story three with yeah the runaway train exactly yeah. yeah so it makes me think of that but um you know that again also makes me think of the possibility of like oh maybe I, whenever i see like trans major transportation like a plane or a train or like uh maybe like a boat or something like that yeah. like any big one i think about how like right when the outbreak began there's a chance the government was like we gotta cut this off like we gotta stop this and i think that maybe could be a stretch but maybe like that train was exploded in the middle because the government's like yo this, these people can't get to wherever they're going because it's gonna we spread gotta cut it off yeah um but again maybe a long shot um but we see them traveling and uh joel tells it ellie to get some rest and she's like i'm not even tired and just like <laughs> exactly as we expect she falls asleep um and uh then um they get to a, a point where joel thinks it's a good place to stop and um oh wait wait a minute, I may have put that in the wrong order, but it's okay. We get to there eventually. So before Ellie goes to sleep, they're actually still driving and they make a stop and um, they decide to sleep out in the woods that night, yeah. right? And they uh, are talking and getting ready to go to sleep and Ellie's asking about um, if they can make a fire, right, uh, for the night. And Joel's like, no, like, why would we do that? And she's like, because we don't want to be infected to see the smoke. And he's like, no, the infected can't, like, they're not going to see the smoke and come mm -hmm. over here. He's like, he's like, people. And so she starts to get a little scared. And um, I think Joel eventually notices that he scared her a little bit by saying that. And he tries to, like, comfort her a little bit more. And 
because she eventually asks again, like, hey, like, people aren't going to find us, right, while she's, like, in her sleeping bag. And he's like, no, no one's going to find us. And I, I think that's the moment that Joel recognizes that he's, like, maybe scared her a little bit. So he's like, hey, I'm talking to a kid. Like, yeah. I don't want to scare a kid, you know. Yeah, and so he ends up staying up the whole night. Like, there, there's a scene where he's standing up with his rifle, and she's sleeping behind him, and, he like, he's keeping watch. Um, and so I don't think that Joel was necessarily, like, paranoid that there were going to be people. I just think he didn't want to, like, I didn't, I don't think he wanted his promise to be, like, fake, you know, like, I don't think he wanted something to happen and be like, oh, I told this girl that nothing was going to find us, you know, um, and so we continue forward, and Joel wakes up, and he's got coffee, and uh, Ellie's like, what is this, you know, and yeah. again, another uh, little tidbit that shows us that, you know, Ellie doesn't know about She's a lot of things in the world. <laughs> Um, like prior to the outbreak so like she's asking about Starbucks and he's like yeah they used to serve like fresh coffee like way better than this stuff um, but we learned that like Joel definitely needs that coffee he's been staying up all night he's been driving all day the day before mm-hmm. um, and they start the road trip this is when Joel tells Ellie hey you can get some rest I know you're probably tired you're getting a lot of sleep she's like I'm fine and she falls asleep um <laughs> And she, when she wakes up, they're no longer, like, just on a highway in the middle of nowhere. They're smack in the middle of Kansas City and driving past all these old abandoned cars, which, I'm not going to lie, would stress me out. In the middle of, like, an outbreak, if I was in Joel's position and I'm driving through, like, an abandoned city like this, mm-hmm. I'd be very stressed out. But yeah, he seems too. pretty calm about all of it. And they get to an underpass that they need to get through, but it's being blocked by, ironically enough, a um, Sarah Lee bread truck, which I think is funny because bread, yeast, that's where all this stuff came from. Yeah. Um, and Joel kind of thinks about it for a little while, and um, he's like, we can probably get around this thing, right? Let's just uh, go back, cut through the city, and hop back on the highway. And they try to do that, and as they're doing that, they start to get lost, right? So <laughs> Ellie's Ellie's trying to tell Joel where to go with the map, but Joel is like yelling at her and he's like, don't use the state map. You need to use like something that's closer. Um, and uh, because if you think about it, like Kansas City is wedged between two states. Yeah. So if you're looking at a state map, you're not able to see the roads that they're on in the city. Um, and so they're, He's yelling at Ellie, and Ellie says, it's only my second day being in a car, dude, <laughs> which is true. Like, And it's probably funny because I doubt that I'd be doing as well as she was with that map, so right. hats off to her. But So they continue through the city, and as they're driving, um, Ellie kind of like shouts and like stops Joel, and she's like, is that the QZ? And you know, that's kind of all she knows um, like growing up. And so for her to see an empty one is kind of weird. Like, I'm sure she had probably heard of empty ones before. Yeah. Um, but seeing one was really crazy to her. Um, and so Joel's kind of worried as soon as he sees that. And they keep driving and they see uh, a guy in the middle of the road acting like he's hurt, right? And I like how Joel instantly knew it was a trap. Yeah. Because in later in the episode, he does mention how he used to do that mm-hmm. with his group. Like, he was on both sides. He was yeah. with, like, the QZ, but then he was also with, like, a rebellion, basically. Yeah. And so he got both sides. Like, he knows how both sides work, mm-hmm. which is good for them. Yeah, for sure. It was the immediate recognition. He's like, oh, this is a trap. And because Ellie's like, oh, we should, like, are we going to help him out? And he's like, no. 
and he immediately tries to drive past them. Someone drops a cinder block on the windshield and they keep trying to drive, they're getting shot at and they crash into a laundromat, I think. Yeah. And they get out and they start the gunfight. And um, again, this is right when we get into like, like you said in the beginning of the episode, like the gameplay type feel of this Uh episode. So there's a shootout, Joel's shooting at these guys and he tells Ellie, hey, you see that hole in that wall, go get through that wall and get safe, you're not gonna get shot. Um, And so, uh, like you were telling me earlier, like this is exactly like the gameplay feel of it, right? It's the mechanics of the gameplay, like because he can't fit in the small spaces, so she has to go into these small little cracks and he has to boost her up. This is like the first nod with Ellie, at least, because he did that with Tess in the second episode. He lifted her up, and he does it to both of them in the game. And it's finally Ellie's turn to actually go through like a small crack to like open up a door and be safe. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see that like you know adapted into the TV show. Yeah, and you can also kind of see the the feel of like uh, I think of like the Uncharted game series and also this game series itself. Um, when you're fighting these like these bad guys, they're like yelling at you and yeah. like. Like, whenever Joel shot one of the guys, the guy was like, you mother effer, and, like, he's like, you're going to get what you, like, what you got coming to you, and he's yelling at him and all this stuff, and that's exactly how the, like, the voice lines are for the, like, uh, the NPC characters that you're fighting against um, in the game, so that was kind of cool, um, and then uh, Joel thinks he's got every one of the guys, and... Um, He's looking around, and somebody an- sneaks up on him and ambushes him, right? Yeah. He's, he's got him on the ground. They're choking him out with the gun. And, you know, immediately Ellie comes out. And, well, I won't say immediately. She comes out, kind of hesitant. And she ends up shooting this guy with the gun she got from Frank and Bill's house. And she shot him, like, in the lower back or something. Yeah. And um, He said he couldn't walk, I think. Yeah. it's This scene is pitiful. Because, again, this is a little nod straight back to, like, the humanity of things. Like, at the root of all of this, like, these are just people. He like, was a kid. Yeah, these are people like you and me, like, just put in a terrible situation to where they're having to, like, fight for their lives and they're fighting against each other. Because they have no root issue with, the, with one another. They're just know? doing it to survive. They're just trying to survive. It's pitiful. And so, um, immediately, this the character that she shot, we learn his name is Brian because he does kind of what I think about what Frank did with Bill. As soon as Frank meets Bill, he's like, hey, my name's Frank. And he's trying to get personal to this person so he doesn't get killed. It shows you that, like, Joel is not Bill. Like, Joel, yeah. <laughs> Joel was, like, telling Ellie to go back into the crack of the wall. Like, yeah. Go over there because he was about to kill He was about to kill Brian. Yeah. And that was insane because, like, she was, like, starting to get, like, really upset by that. I mean, and he starts like talking about his mom and like yeah. begging for his life and then like you said we learned that like she probably paralyzed him because he says he can't feel his legs is the whole scene is pitiful right it is and yeah again he's a kid yeah so like it makes it worse because like you know he's like just really like i don't know the word like he's just very he's not dependent like, he's very dependent on other people so like he's mm-hmm. very like and he has lost his innocence too, I guess, in a way. For sure, but I'm yeah, sure he's, he's still a kid. He's grown. Yeah, I but, agree. Like the fact that like Joel did not care that he was a kid and killed him—that was insane. Well, I think Joel just knew 
I think Joel is able to, he's been around for so long, he's seen so much, Joel's able to quickly assess the situation and be like, okay, I know it needs to happen here. Like, this kid's, he, like, I need to put him out of his misery. He's dangerous. He's, and way. if he stays alive, we're probably dead. You know, they know exactly what, what we look like, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I think Joel just knew what he had to do. Um, and so, like you said, he ends up killing Brian, the character we just met. Um, and he kills him with the knife that Brian tried to, like, trade with him. That, I feel like that makes it worse because, like, a knife is not, like, as instant. Like, yeah, but also... Killer. Yes and no, but because, like, he also killed him in, like, an honorable way, if you think about it. Like, he didn't, like, like, getting shot in the face is, like, you're completely, like, dismembering a person's, like, yeah. body, you know? Like, you think about, like, people not being able to have, like, open casket funerals and stuff because of how terrible the body looks. Yeah. Like, he didn't, like, cut his throat open or, like, shoot him in the head. He just, like, stabbed him in the chest and he died. So, like, and it seems like Joel's probably experienced enough to know, like, this is probably the best way to like put him out of his misery so we see brian die and joel and ellie quickly are like hey we need to get out of here right um and so then we cut to a woman a character that we meet named kathleen who seems like she's kind of running this whole uh group of people that are in an abandoned fedra facility that we kind of saw earlier um, and she's interrogating a, a doctor um, and we're kind of learning that um, earlier in time, the doctor was like working with Fedra and was like ratting out people and um, those people were being killed by Fedra. And we kind of learned that, hey, Kathleen's brother at one point was in one of these cells that the doctor's in and he was killed as well. And Kathleen thinks that the doctor maybe like ratted on his brother or, um, or that the doctor knows information about um, these two people that we also meet, um, Henry and Sam, who she thinks that Henry is the reason her brother is dead as well. Um, and she thinks that they're just going to continue to be like causing issues for them. Right. And in the middle of her interrogation with this doctor, um, they return with, uh, Brian's body. Right. Well, if you look, hold on before you go further, but like if you listen to what the doctor said, he was Kathleen's actual doctor. Oh, he, yeah, he's yeah. the one that, like, you know, he held her yeah, as he a baby. he delivered her. Yeah, he delivered her, which was crazy. He was like, I'm your doctor. Like, why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. And it just shows, like, that humanity again, just mm -hmm. leaving. Yeah. Just, and she does not she care. She doesn't care. Yeah, you're right. It's crazy. I like the part where he's, like, he's trying to justify the things he's done. And he's like, they held a gun to my head. And she pulls out her gun and puts it to his head. He's and like, she goes, does this satisfy the conditions <laughs> you need to talk now? And I was like, oh, that's genius. Um, but yeah, you're right. The humanity's just kind of gone, you know? I mean, she's lost family. And, you know, she, she wants some justice about all of this. Um, but uh, yeah, we're briefly introduced to the, the idea of these characters, Henry and Sam. We don't really know much about them. Yeah. Um, from what the show is telling us. Um, but uh, we're briefly introduced to them. Um, and at, at this point in the video game, it's, it's a little different. It's like uh, Joel and Ellie are like being hunted by like this group of people, kind of like kind of similar to the show. Like it's just a group of people that are banned together that aren't with Fedra or anyone else. Um, they're kind of like hunters of their own. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just a little different. It's not the exact same. Um, 
but it's it's cool to see how they're both similar like to one another um, but like we said we, we move out of this interrogation area and they return with Brian's body and uh, Kathleen kind of this is kind of like her last straw like seeing these dead people um, she's making the assumption that it's uh, Henry and Sam that are up to this or whatever and um, she recognizes that there's no saving these people that just came back, these injured and dead people. Yeah. Because she asks, she's like, is, what if I have a doctor, right? Can I save them? And the moment the guy's like, he's gone, like, you can't save him. That just gave the doctor no point. Yeah, exactly. Him. That was her confirmation of like, mm, we don't need him anymore. Yeah, that was insane. I was like, dang. Yeah, so she walks straight back and just offs this guy, just shoots him, right? doesn't even like walk into the room. She just like tells him to open the door and then shoots the doctor. Um, and she comes out and um, she sends everyone out. She's like, hey, go find them, right? Go find the people who are doing this. Um, and uh, then we see Joel and Ellie are talking to one another again. And Joel is trying to like console Ellie for like the fact that she just shot someone. Um, and uh, Ellie later reveals that it's not the first time she's done that. And so you're kind of like, what's, what's Ellie done? You know? Yeah, what does she have to do to survive? Yeah. So we, we don't know everything yet. And we're still discovering things about both of their characters. Um, and then um, in that same scene, we see uh, Joel kind of like give Ellie the gun back and really teach her how to hold one and use one. And uh, they like they kind of like pick back up, you know, they get back to being like a little better. Um, and I think they both like know the situation they're in and know that they kind of have to like, you know, make the best of their situation. Um, because, and this is kind of the, the line that their relationship takes. It's a lot of ups and downs because they've been through a lot together already in the past three, four days, you know? Yeah. Um, like even earlier in the show when they were like driving on the way to Kansas City like they have this like really kind of intense conver- like heavy weighted conversation where she's asking about Joel's brother and Joel explains like hey this is his history he was with the Fireflies and now he's not and now I want to go save him and uh, Ellie asks him like she's like what's your hope in this world you know if you don't think it's worth saving yeah and he's like family like my love for my family is my hope that's why i'm going to save my my brother and she says am i family or she i think she maybe says like so i'm not family or something like that and he says no you're cargo that line was like i'm just saying you mean nothing to me basically. yeah it was it was like dang like, yeah you just said that to a child it's it's kind of terrible but again i think i think joel's aware of like how close he is to being so attached to to Ellie and to loving her Mm -hmm. and the dangers of that and um I'm sure it was heavy for Ellie to hear that I'm sure that hurt her but the moments like this Ellie just saved uh, Joel's life and Ellie uh, and Joel comes back and tries to console her kind of sucks at it she opens up a little bit about how she's hurt people before and then doesn't want to talk about it and Joel gives her the gun back which is a sign of trust Mm -hmm. and they continue forward um, and, uh, let's see what happens next. Oh, cut back to Kathleen with, uh, her right hand man, right? Yeah. The enforcer. Yeah. Um, 
It was crazy to like I did some research on it. The enforcer, the actor, is the same guy who voiced Tommy in the video game. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. It's really cool how they do a lot of uh, incorporations of not just like the game itself, but the people who created it and have been a part who of it. Who were involved with the video mm-hmm. game. So that that is really cool that it's just the voice actor, but now he's acting in the show. Yeah. Uh, and I think he did a good job. He but did. they uh, they cut to the two of them finding uh, who's it, Henry and Sam's hideout in that attic. Yeah. Uh, an addict, and they uh, see all these drawings and all this stuff, and that she's like, I know it's it's them because of the drawings, um, because of Sam. And um, she's like, they're out of food. Henry won't, like, let Sam starve. Like, we're close to finding them. Let's just keep looking. And then they also go to this basement, and, uh, like, the bottom level of this building, and they see this floor start to, like, like move. Pulsate. It's, like, cracked, and it's, like, pulsating. And they, like, they freak out. Like, you can tell something's wrong because they freak out and they close the door and the enforcer, like you said, is like, he's like, when are we going to tell them? What are we going to do? Like, you can tell something's wrong. And she's like, it can wait. Let's just take care of, like, you know, what we're doing now and, we'll, and then we'll get to it. Just seal the building off for now. And um, I think that it's some sort of massive infected something. You think it's an infected type? Like yeah. In the video game. Yeah. Like hard, mate, like big, infected. I think it's something way deeper than just like some normal runners or whatever they are. Like, I, I think it's something huge. Like something beyond a clicker. Like something yeah. that's been infected for a minute and is like huge. Because um, that's kind of how it works with these infected things. Like they start off as like runners and then they're... Um, there's some they, there's another name for them, uh, but then they transition to an, another phase from when they've been infected for like about a year, yeah. And then they become clickers because they, the um, the fungus grows so much that it deforms their entire body. So like clickers yeah. can't see anymore because it's growing out of their head, and then it grows into like what will I think we'll eventually find out is something way more, you know, something massive. Yeah. So that's my guess with the ground, um, but they kind of move past that, um, and we cut back to uh, Joel and Ellie, right? And they have found that tall building that they briefly mentioned, and they're about to start climbing up the floors, and they're like, wow, it's so tall, 40, 43 floors, like, this is crazy, how are we gonna go up all of them? And Joel's like, we're not going up all of them, we're going up as many as I can, like, funny. until I'm done. And they go up to the 33rd floor. Um, and uh, on, on the way up to the 33rd floor, um, again, Joel and Ellie start to have a little, a little more weightier conversation, and Ellie's like, kind of what you referenced. Ellie's like, "Hey, how'd you know that was a trap back there?" And yeah. Joel reveals, "Hey, I was like, I've done some things in the past that I'm not proud of." Right? It was him, Tess, uh, his brother, and mm-hmm. then like seven other people. Yeah, they were part of a group, and they they did what they had to get by, right? How to to survive, and you can tell Joel's not proud of the things he he had to do to survive because she she also asked him like, "Hey, did you kill innocent people?" And he's like, he doesn't even answer. He's like, let's just keep going. So you can tell he's kind of ashamed of some things he's done. Um, and then um, they get to the room, right? They get to the 33rd floor. Joel comes in. He's spreading glass on the floor in front of the mm-hmm. entrance. And um, Ellie's like, what are you doing? And I also thought a, a little cool nod right here is like, she calls his name like four times to get his attention while he's spreading glass. Yeah. And then he hears her. And um, he's like, she's like, what are you doing? And uh, 
he's like, I'm, I'm spraying this so like I can hear them if people come in. I don't want people sneaking up on us while we're sleeping. And she's like, oh, I get it. Crunch, 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 or whatever she says. Um, but the reason uh, we figure out later when they're laying down about to go to sleep, the reason she says that, uh, like calls his name a bunch of times and asks about it is because she noticed that he can't hear well in his right ear. And she asks if it's from being shot at. And he said it's probably from all of the shooting, like from him shooting at people. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy to think of like, just how much Joel has been through and mm-hmm. like how much action how much action he's seen um and so um yeah they spread the glass out um and I, I and one other thing I wanted to point out is I think it's funny that like Joel mentions like hey it's 33rd floor give me a break I'm like 56 or whatever or maybe not 56 however old yeah 56 which is He's pretty old, dude. Yeah. Like, four years off from 60. In my brain, I, cl- I classify 60 as, like, dude, you're old, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I've seen some, like, pretty in shape, like, fit 50-year-old people. Yeah. But, like, once you're 60, you're, you're pretty old, you know? That's true. And so, for him to be 56, and then also, let's go back to when they slept, they spent the night in the woods, and he scared her, and he stayed up the whole night. So, from that moment... Well, honestly, you could go back further to them at the gas station, the beginning of the episode. Because yeah. if he didn't sleep that whole night, he's been up since the beginning of the episode. He's not slept for like two days. He's driven 24, 26 hours, however long they said it was going to take them. He has been in a car wreck, killed three people, three or four people. Climbed 30 yeah. flights <laughs> yeah. of stairs. He's been... <laughs> Through the ringer, like my man Joel is some exhausted, you know, and so he is so tired. Thirty-three floors is plenty. He's exhausted, and so um, they lay down, get ready to go to sleep, um, and he uh, turns around and he asks Ellie about um, the first time she hurt someone because she briefly brought that up a while back, and for the first time ever in this whole show, Ellie doesn't want to talk about something. That was insane. I was like, dang, she doesn't want to talk about something. She's pushing all this out of him, but now it's her yeah. turn. She's like, um. She's constantly running her mouth, talking about anything and everything, asking all these personal questions. And Joel's like, hey, what, what about that time you said you hurt someone? And she's like, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I feel like it's like either a nod to like a family member, like a mom or mm-hmm. like a or dad, or just like yeah, him. someone she was just close to. Yeah, if if it's something she really doesn't want to talk about, it's probably something with someone personal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we see uh, Ellie refers back to her pun book, her joke, and uh, <laughs> she makes the joke that diarrhea is hereditary, and then she says it runs in your genes. I I didn't want to laugh at that. Yeah, but I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I I giggled a little bit. I thought it was funny. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with Joel. Like he starts to say he's like I'm losing it. I'm going crazy because he thinks it's funny. And it's like one of the first like really wholesome moments we see the two of those characters share with one another. Um, and like so ironically enough, they go to bed like in my brain. It's like the contrast. They go to bed together like like ending on a loving moment and they wake up in danger you know so it's like the danger of love again you know it's like all right i opened up now this much oh now there's danger so yeah it's crazy and so um 
Joel is woken up by Ellie calling his name and he wakes up and he sees Henry holding Ellie. So Henry's the the older brother yeah. holding Ellie uh, with a gun to her head. And we look up, and Joel looks like straight ahead and he sees Sam, the younger brother, who, who's like really young, um, holding a gun to his face. And he is, he's not like, if you think about it, he's not like one-handing the gun like Ellie was in the mirror in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. He's got that thing two-handed, holding it the exact way that Joel taught Ellie to. So like, you can tell like Sam's kind of like he's he's familiar, you know. He knows he's, what he's doing. Yeah, he's had some experience. Yeah, and then we also are able to know Sam because if you think about all the drawings we found in the attic, we saw that um, the attic had uh, the drawings with the mass, yeah, the mass superheroes and stuff like that. And if you look at Sam's face, he has like red coat, like a red colored superhero mask on his eyes. Yeah. Um, and I saw, I thought that was a cool little detail. Um, but I, I'm interested. I'm really interested to see how this all pans out because I don't know how much of the game you know about Henry and Sam. I do not know anything about them, too. <laughs> Their story is crazy. So do you want me to tell you what happens or do you want to keep watching? I think and in the it next out? episode they talk about Henry and Sam. I think. Like, I haven't watched it yet, but I feel like it was about them because like, it showed him in the, like, thumbnail for it. So, in the next episode, well, I won't say what happens in the game with the ending with their characters, but in the game, they do end up teaming up. Joel, Ellie, Henry, and Sam end up team- teaming up to, like, get out of this whole situation with all right. these people. So, like, I think that's what we can expect out of the next episode. Maybe. Now... I think that it's going to be a little different from the game because in the game it's just like they solely fight the bad guys, right? Yeah. There's like barely any infected until like kind of like their end of their journey, but it's like they're out of the city by that time when they cross any any infected um, for the most part. And so I think that it's going to be like a cluster cuss. I think that this, that whatever that thing is in the ground is going to come out in the midst of them probably trying to escape. And I think it's that... It's going to throw them off. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be crazy... And I definitely think that I think that someone is gonna die. I feel like the way each episode's been going, yeah. like a main character's dying, I feel like we're gonna get attached to someone. Someone's gonna like something's gonna happen, and I think someone's gonna die. Is this the first episode where nobody, like, not a main character, died? Um, because the first yes. one it was uh. It was his Joel's, daughter. Yeah, his daughter. And then the second one was Tess, and the third one was uh, Bill and Frank. Frank. Yeah. And then this one, it was just like a get to know no, kind of No thing. one yet. Yeah, no one yet that we've like really been attached to. So yeah. I do think, I think it'll, I have a feeling next episode someone's going to die. But I think it's going to be like Henry or Sam because I feel like, I don't know. I don't think uh, anything's going to happen to Joel or Ellie. Yeah. Well, we'll get more into detail about Henry and Sam's story from the video game perspective in the next episode as we get to see the two of them uh, go on their journey, whether it's with Joel or Joel and Ellie or without them, because I don't know what uh, what direction they're going to go in. Because, I mean, with, like, Bill and Frank, they literally, like, allowed them to have a whole life together. And in the video game, like, Bill and Frank, like, hated each other, at, like, the whole time you were around them. So or around Bill. So, like, there's no telling what it's going to look like. So I think knowing that information with the Bill and Frank, like, characters, it's nice to know that, like, 
you can't really like predict this perfectly. Like there's no telling what it's going to happen, but you know it's probably going to be good. All in all, I really liked this episode. It was good. It was like it was kind of like a calm down. Not really calm. I take that back. It wasn't even calm. It was just more action packed. Not For really sure. story oriented. Mm-hmm. But there was still story in it. It was mainly action and like it's like oh what are they gonna do next? Oh gosh. It's like, yeah. But it was still good. I really liked the episode. I agree. This one kept me on the edge of my seat. I was like super anxious in a couple of moments of the episode. Um, so I'm super excited to see where it goes from here. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to uh, the fourth episode, and we'll see you in the fifth one.